Welcome to Summon Your Superhuman. I'm your host, Ria Mestiza, holistic health coach, mind-body performance practitioner, and this is the Pull the Curtains Back insight into how everyday superheroes have experienced tapping into their superhuman potential. To go from fear, frustration, and struggle to soaring next-level astronomical heights, I believe we all have more amazing within us than we know. I believe we all have unique superpowers, and I believe we all deserve to be our superhuman best. So let's dive in. Welcome to Summon Your Superhuman. Today, I have a guest coming to us all the way from Chicago. His name is Will Moore. He is a serial entrepreneur, gamification, habits, and happiness expert. After exiting his delivery startup for $321 million in 2019, he's made it his mission to help others become an entrepreneur of the most important business they'll ever run, their life. He gamifies the process of improving your habits via the five main areas or cause of your life by using the latest in science and technology to reduce the friction of taking the actions that will truly make you happy. Welcome to the show, Will. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It's it's an honor to have you. I'm just super excited about unpacking this this journey that has has taken you to more momentum. Uh, if you want to take it from wherever you want to take it, my friend. Yeah, uh, it's been a journey. It's so I'll just kind of give a brief sort of overview of how I got here. Um, I was born Rocky Clay Wooten Thomas Moore was my full name to two hippie parents in California, um, Pasadena, California. We, we then quickly moved to Hawaii. Uh, my, my grandfather was actually a general in World War II. My mom rebelled. He boycotted the wedding. Um, but one of the places they were stationed was Hawaii, Honolulu. And so when my parents met each other and decided to become hippies they're like well we're gonna be somewhere living off the land and smoking dope and raising kids let's do it in hawaii so um but we were we, we didn't have any money so my mom my sister actually lived we lived in she lived in a van for the first couple of years by the time i was born we lived in a very small little area and a not so great area of hawaii everybody thinks of hawaii is like this is great you know vacation mm-hmm. destination and it is beautiful um but there's bad areas just like anywhere else and so we were actually the only white kids in our school um we were known as howleys they call them uh okay. which is like uh basically white un- unwanted outsiders is what is what that term refers to but i learned to speak pigeon i kind of started to fit in and then but by seven years old um my parents had, had gotten divorced my mom was actually a raging alcoholic she also had a temper problem my dad went on a trip around the world um to go travel the world and so my mom needed help she actually moved us to washington dc bethesda maryland to be close to her parents she reunited with the general um my, my grandfather and then they kind of helped us out financially and that's where i kind of started seeing another side of life and i was but i was still an outsider um, I was, de- I spoke pigeon at the time, which is like local slang. Um, and just, I had, you know, shoulder length hair, bell bottoms, uh, you know, I just, I didn't fit in there either. It was this very kind of upper crusty neighborhood that we moved into Bethesda, Maryland. So I just, I struggled and this kind of goes on and on. And, and there was a couple incidents and I lost what, whatever friends I did have sports kind of kept me in the game in terms of like being able to meet people. But then, um, few things happened to where basically I just became a loner. I was super insecure. By the time I got to college, I was your typical victim that basically was like, life's out to get me. My brain is broken. Why me? What, why, why, why does, you know, everything bad happened to me? Like maybe one day I'll win the lottery or, you know, my brain will magically be fixed and everything will be great type of thing. Um, so fortunately around that time, and I was actually, I was about, I was suicidal at that time, honestly, because I got to college, I didn't get into a fraternity, which uh, it sounds like white boy problems. I know to a lot of people, but at my school, it was like, you're either in a fraternity or you're like a leper outcast. It's just how the, the college I went to worked. Right. And uh, I was the only person in my entire floor um, of, of freshman recruits to not get in. And I was just kind of devastated. And I was like, why well, like, this was my fresh chance start for a, a chance for a fresh start and it didn't work out. And I just was like, Oh man, 
Um, for, so I just kind of threw myself into schoolwork and was like, this is basically all I have. And I'm just going to just focus on this. And one of my favorite professors at the time, who's a young guy, he was cool. I was like, this is the guy I want to be like when I grow up. Mm-hmm. Um, he just happened to mention this book that he read when he was growing up. And he said, it just really changed his life and set him on the right path. And it was called how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie, which I'm sure you've probably yes. heard of. And read, yeah. many of your listeners, it's a book written all the way back. in I think the 1940s, but you read it today. And other than they've updated a few references, I mean, it holds up as if it was written yesterday. And that's when it hit me. I was like, okay, there's these universal principles in life that if you just live by and you follow and you, you know, kind of circle your life around and, and don't try to cheat the system, but follow these, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna be better off. You're gonna have, you're gonna be happy. And so I was like, well, hmm, I was just really intrigued. And so I decided I'm just going to dedicate my life to sort of understanding what these principles are and incorporating them into my life. So I just sort of started using myself as a human science experiment and I became a self-help beast. I was just reading book after book and trying different things and taking notes and slowly, but surely I started to gain a little bit of confidence. I got a girlfriend. I, you know, I got into the, I actually transferred schools because I, I felt like I'd already made this bad impression of this one school. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna try one last fresh start. So I transferred mm-hmm. schools. I did get in a fraternity. I kind of started getting my momentum going mm-hmm. and just never really looked back. And so 25 years later, you know, I just, that's kind of the journey that I took. And I've constantly, I've always been this insatiable, just like I said, self-help beast, just trying to figure out like what works, what in the universe, what have I seen, read a million times, tried in my own life, had it, had it, had it work and, and know that it's like, this is a universal principle you can hang your hat on. It's been around since the beginning of the time. It's going to be around until the end. And how do I circle my life around that? And so in the meantime, finances and career is, is, is part, is part of your journey. And at the time, I think when you're young, it, it, it's your main focus for a lot of people, um, the majority of people, yeah. and that's okay. You know, but as you start to get older, you realize, well, that's not all that life is about. That's just kind of part of the journey. And that's just, you know, piece of it, which is why as I evolved, I realized, you know, I have, there's these five core areas of life. It's not just your career and finances, which is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just the fifth of it. It's also your mindset. It's your relationships. It's your physical health and it's your emotional health and giving back. And so when we, um, I, I started building my business side of it and I think it was because of not in spite of the fact that I was sort of developing out these other areas that I did become successful in business because I think they all kind of tie together and ripple through to one another. And I think it helped my financial success to have these disciplines in these other areas. Yeah. And so we actually exited our business um, in 2019 for $321 million. We got bought out and it was a, it was a restaurant delivery service that I started from scratch, grew, we merged with another company. We raised money. We bought smaller companies, um, and we ended up getting bought out. So that was it's fantastic. a huge sigh of relief. That was yeah. a ten-year journey, part of my life, um, and it felt great for about a week. And then I was like, "Now what?" And that's when it hit me that I knew, which I already knew in the back of my mind, this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But basically, when I had that big paycheck, and I technically didn't have to work for the rest of my life. Not, I didn't get $321 million grant you. That's what the company yeah. sold for. At this point, you know, it was broken up, but I had enough money to where I'm like, okay, I'm comfortable and take care of me and my family. But it was like, okay, now what? And that's when I already knew was sort of put into like, like practice. And I was like, okay, I already knew that there is no pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, that there is no just sitting on a beach, drinking a pina colada, like this, this vision that we're, we're taught and, and this fantasy that, you know, if you just make enough money, if you just, if you could only this, if you could only that, if you could only have enough, you know, be good looking at like, then you'll be happy. That That's, it's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. None of that's true. Um, happiness is continually growing and evolving yourself, whatever that means and whatever that looks like. And from what I figured out, um, it's these five main areas that we all share. And you're, again, your mindset, your relationships, your physical health your career and your finances, your emotional health, giving back. If you're continuing to grow in those, no matter what that looks like, and it's different for everybody, but you have goals and you set them and you're growing, then you'll be happy because you're building, you're constantly building momentum and you're, and you're moving in the right direction. But if you ignore that and you're just focused on, on money 
I mean, how many times have you heard people that get famous are like, I wish this had never happened to me. Their life's miserable. People that get, you know, make a ton of money, think it's going to solve it. But then what ends up happening is it's like, okay, if they don't have what I'm telling you, what I just explained, like if they don't aren't aware of that, it's just going to be, all right, now I need more. Okay. So I made a million dollars. Okay, great. Now I need more to be happy. Okay. Now I'm at $10 million. Okay. But yeah, but that guy's got a private jet. No, I need more. And it's like, you're constantly chasing. And then before you know it, you run out of time and you weren't stopping to enjoy the, the journey. So that's kind of in a nutshell, my journey, how I've got to where I am and what I'm now trying to dedicate my life to helping people with. Amazing. Incredible story. Like, your your journey and you know it's it I, I it always happens when people talk about their success they go oh I was here at some point and then you know in a blink of an eye I exited my business you know but you did drop in there very briefly that it was a ten year uh, business journey and it wasn't just an overnight success oh, yeah. and you know there would have been a lot of uh, sweat blood and tears over that decade to um, make it the success that it was <laughs> no doubt. And I actually am a, a big believer that, uh, you know, your business is a reflection of you. And you spoke about how you became a self-help, self-development junkie, or, you know, people often call me that, I guess, too. You know, so it's like, but you need to, to be clear on who you are as a person to be able to bring success to your business, and I love how you you bring in the fundamentals of these five cores and 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 how they they round out who you are in your own life, so you can feel centered to be able to show up and be a businessman and be you know a, a father, a husband, and and a friend, and all and all the like. And it's just interesting to me because you know I, I relate a little bit to your journey. I. I there was a period of my life in, in primary school where I was, uh, you know, a bullied and, and didn't fit in. And I, uh, you know, a big chunk of my life where I really didn't feel like I fit in, but you, you try to show up and play the part. And it, it really does give you a lot of time to reflect and grow within yourself because there is a little bit of that isolation. And, you know, it's my, as my background shows, a, a bit of a book nerd. So I, you know, my best friend was books. <laughs> so same as you, it's like, yeah learning yeah. and and then well they're then, great friends to have when oh, when you best. don't have you know when you when you're you know right to lean on when you don't have the other stuff going on and and um thank god i had that sounds like you had the same thing absolutely so let's dive into core one which is mindset so i think that's really a- appropriate given we're speaking about that presence and perspective so how how did you first formulate mindset why was that so important to you do you think so mindset yeah it's the first of all the course for a reason to me it's it's the most important of all your cores and that if you don't have your mindset headed in the right direction if your mind's not working for versus against you you're not going to be able to build momentum in the other cores as i mentioned briefly when i was talking that it's they're all kind of a ripple effect and that as you start to improve in in one core it just kind of automatically spreads into the other course. And then that just sort of keeps compounding onto itself. Um, and, you know, your mindset, the way I look at it, it's, it's your overall perception. It's your attitude. It's your confidence. It's, you know, are you somebody that lets fear stop them in their tracks or do you give fear the finger? You know, are you somebody who says, you know, okay, obstacles, um, are, are, you know, try to avoid obstacles and, and things that, you know, are hard and difficult? Or do you say, okay, these are temporary roadblocks. These are learning experiences. When I fail, it's not going to feel great, but I'm going to learn from it versus like go down and put my head into the sand and feel sorry for myself. And then, you know, you're, I'm going to pivot and failure is mandatory. And along the way, obstacles are these temporary roadblocks that I'm just going to push through and get to my end goal and become bigger, better, faster, stronger, smarter along the way. Like if you can get your brain and that's not easy, right? Mm -hmm. Everything I just said, like, but if your brain has all that going for it and it's like, okay, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. I'm going to fail. Things are going to suck. Like life's not easy. It's going to be like this, but if you're eventually, if you're continuing to head up, you know, it's gonna, you're, you're going to be happy. And because it, it's the people, like I mentioned, the, the victim earlier, I actually call it a fixed victim 
versus a growth owner. I was your typical fixed victim in college where it's just like, poor me, life sucks. There's nothing I can do about it. Um, you know, you avoid failure at all time. Fear is like the number one thing that freezes you. You don't want to look stupid. You don't want others to, you know, versus, you know, okay, growth owner, like, all right, let's go. Like, I know I got the goods. I got weaknesses just like everybody else, mm -hmm. but I, you know, and I don't even like the word weaknesses. I always put it in quotes because it's like, we're all born with certain strengths, certain things we're exceptionally good at naturally. And then the things that we're not. So, so let's not focus on those things. Let's focus on the things that we're naturally good at along with our natural passions, the things that rev our engine and make us excited. Then let's focus on those things and put all our efforts into it. And just know that if you just, if you're persistent and you just keep going, eventually you're going to find your way to where you're trying to get to. I love it. You're speaking my language, Will. <laughs> and that's a, that's a huge proponent of it. I think the biggest roadblock for people is that fear, you know, and they're, they're scared to take that next step, the fear of the unknown, the fear of failure, uh, the fear of judgment and, and so forth. So, you know, what, what for you, I guess, or, or what would you recommend for someone who just is constantly stopping themselves from taking that next step? Well, um, you know, I think that it's important to understand. I mean, one of the problems I think with, with the self-help field in general, first of all, I don't like that word because I feel like there's a negative stigma with self-help, personal development, like, mm -hmm. oh, what, what do I, what's, what are you broken? Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm coaching a couple of younger guys in college from my alma mater, Rollins College now. And, and they use this word, apparently the word now is hardo. Um, or, or try hearts. And it's yeah. like, if other people see you trying hard, it's like, what are you hard? Oh, what are you, why are you trying so hard? It's like, yeah, why aren't you trying so hard? Like, what's your, like, why wouldn't I try hard? Like, why, why wouldn't I want to be the happiest, best version of myself? Yeah. And there's always, you know, those people that are trying to kind of squash on you and put you down because they're the people that are, you know, in that 90, I call it 95% versus five percenters. And the 95 percenters are just like, in that kind of fixed victim category, at least have a lot of those types of qualities and they don't want somebody to rise above them because then they will feel worse about themselves. Mm -hmm. and whatnot. So, um, yeah, actually I think I got it. Sorry. I got a little off track. What was the original question you asked? Me? Well, I learned something new about this hardo. <laughs> right. Hardos and tryhards. I know it's, and when I was, when I was younger, it was, I mean, there's every generation has a name for it. Like, um, uh, God, I actually had somewhere written down. I have what my parents' generation called them, what my generation called them. Now, you know, the, the generation Z's it's, there's always just that, that term of the haters of people, you know, trying to basically kind of pull you down. And, 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 you know, that mindset is sort of like, if you have that kind of going and, and I have this equation of life, I call it. And you kind of hit on it earlier where you're like, you know, you did like 10 years later, you, you kind of did in one sentence, but you mentioned 10 years later, compounding, compounding, compounding. I cannot express enough how important that particular, we talked earlier about laws of the universe, universal principles, the law of compounding. That's like so important. And people just, we're in this instant generation right now where people, nobody wants to take the time to, to do the work, to make the effort, to see the long-term results. But, you know, it's just like brushing your teeth. You know, if you, if you don't brush your teeth, they'll look fine for the first week, maybe even month, you know, a couple months, maybe a couple of brown spots a year, you know, you're going to have cavity or two, maybe a tooth starting to fall out like 10 years, you don't brush your teeth, your teeth are gone, you know? And it's like my, so the way I, I look at that is I have this equation of life, I call it. And it's, your belief system plus your repeated actions plus time equals who you will become. Mm -hmm. So in other words, like the thoughts that you have, the actions and, and then the actions that you take based on those, those thoughts, kind of like your mindset is either going to bring you up here or it's going to shoot you down here. Um, and then, so the repeated actions part, and then they form these habits and habits is another thing that basically I focus on And To me, everything circles around your habits. Mm -hmm. Um, you're either going to have habits. Don't care if they're good or bad, helping or hurting you. They're either going to work for or against you mm -hmm. and habits are, it's very easy to develop what I call failure habits, which, cause we're in this, as I mentioned earlier, this broken system where mm -hmm. we're focusing on the wrong things. And all of a sudden you're doing this and you're doing that and you're building negative momentum and you're becoming less happy. And you're like, what's going on? I don't, cause it's in the background. Your brain's trying to conserve energy and you're automatically doing these things that are hurting you. 
But the key for, for my system is shining a big old spotlight on your life. And it brings me back to what I was saying earlier. Like one of my biggest pet peeves with self-help books is they just sort of like say, oh, you should improve your life or, you know, you should do this. And, and, and like, you'll read one, you'll get super excited, but then you're like, well, where's the system on how to do it? Like, I can't create it myself. And so that's where I decided I'm going to create one. And that's where I've been kind of working up to, to this point. And I have this app that I've been working on for the last four years, but it actually has been a 25 year journey because it started out with a list of my habits. Um, it's a simple sheet. I have it right here on my vision board across the top. It's got the days of the week and across the spine down the spine. It's got the habits that I'm trying to develop. And I used to just every day I used to just, okay, Monday, all right, these are the ones I'm trying to, did I? No, yes, no, X or check. And just help, helping to hold yourself accountable. Problem with that is, you know, it's it's very easy in this, as I said, this day and age of all this stuff coming at us in a million directions to kind of stick with something and to actually do it enough times to where it becomes habit. And then that law of, and then it becomes automatic working for us yeah. in the background. And then the law of compounding does its thing. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, you know, I, I, I brush my teeth every day and I've got beautiful teeth 10 years later. Wow. I've been saving, you know, a hundred dollars a week for the last 15 years. Holy shit. I have $500,000, you know, after investing, you know, like these, mm-hmm. um, you know, wow. I've been, I've been really, you know, paying attention to my relationships and nurturing them and giving, giving, um, you know, making the other person feel special and important and really listening to them and, and, and wanting to help them. And holy cow, look what it's done for me in my life and how much my, how many friends I have and how many people want to help me and are constantly like trying to lift me up. Like, and, and these examples go on and on in each of these core areas. And so to me, that's really kind of what it all centers around. Sorry. I know my answers are super long and I'm like, I gotta learn to shorten these up, but I'm so excited about all this stuff as you can see. It's fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. I let, let's unpack that a little bit. And so I think when, when we go back to, to speaking about, uh, where do I even start the so fear of failure? So one is we have to break, we have to break that in the sense that, you know, that's, that's on us. If, if, if we don't break that fear to take that step forward, then we'll have that regret. And, and we just need to accept and, and learn to, to understand that people are always going to judge you no matter what. And especially these quote haters are going to judge you more so because it's probably something they want to do that they don't have the strength and power within themselves to take that step so you should you should actually take that as encouragement to be a leader in in helping them see that you by you taking that step that they can also take that step so it's like the old it's like the old sorry to interrupt you but um there's a quote it's it goes something like you know if people aren't hating on you Mm-hmm. You're doing, you're not, you're not reaching far enough, right? Yeah. You're not stretching enough. And I totally agree with that because it's like, if you're not kind of like st- pushing the boundaries and, and, and going for it, mm-hmm. um, then you're not going to be fully happy. But it's when you do that is when people start going, what are you doing? Oh, you can't do that. What, what, what makes you think you can, you know, all these things. Yeah, absolutely. And oh man, I, there was just so much there. Um, so habits, oh, compounding is my, my financial clients get super excited when I talk about compounding, but I'm talking about it obviously in terms of, you know, health and wellness and, and habit forming as well. And, and it is super important to, to build these habits, to form the life that you want to lead. And that's why I'm all about promoting a lifestyle, right? It's not like you come to me and we, we work out or it's just nutrition or it's just this, or it's just that it's all of the things. And it even brings in you know, your work and career, because I help people optimize themselves in their work environments as well, even though I'm not there, but it's all, it's them because wherever you go, there you are. And it's the same as how you talked about, you know, being a young kid and, and moving from Hawaii to, to Washington, it's like, well, you're still you, you know, but you were just in a different environment. So wherever you go, you are. And so it's just, if you work on on all the different parts of you, which is why where the five cores of what you you teach is all about, then the formation of what presents itself and and who you show up as in in each and every day is 
that slowly and slowly compoundingly better version of you. And I love that, that you've got that board there and you, you tick things off and, and make sure that you're accountable to all of those different, different things. So that's, that's a fantastic. Well, and yeah, thank you. And so I, you know, right. I was, there was a lot of information in there. What I didn't get to is that's how it started. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this, this, this list 25 years ago, and I used that for many years, then it moved on to a Microsoft word document. Then it became an Excel spreadsheet document as I started to figure out, okay, it's actually these cores and I would break it into each tab was a different core. And these are the habits I'm working on. And how did I do this week? And I would kind of grade myself holding myself accountable. Now it's evolved into this app, which I'm super excited about, which is like the culmination of using science and technology for, instead of against us, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I don't know if you watched the social dilemma on Netflix. I have. Yes. See that? yes. Yeah. So that's a perfect example of how, you know, I don't think technology companies are inherently set out to be evil, but what ends up happening is they have a fiduciary responsibility to their shareholders and has nothing to do with our happiness and our wellness, right? Mm-hmm. It has to do with selling our, our, our attention. You know, we're, we're users that, you know, they are saying, okay, hey, advertiser, look how much this person's paying attention to my product. Uh, now you can put your advertising in here and, and show them. And then, and then if you saw the documentary, it can spiral out of control. Cause all of a sudden, you know, this guy breaks up with his girlfriend and he sees this, this gun ad and then he clicks on it. And then all of a sudden now he's getting like, like all these conspiracy group ads and all these things before, you know, he's like at this thing and he's got a gun and you're like, Whoa, like how did that happen so quickly? But that's, yeah. that is exactly how it happens. Cause mm-hmm. we're, you know, we're kind of just like, you know, we have these, these patterns and habits of, of just kind of, they know how to, how to trick our brain into getting what they want out of us. And so I'm trying to use that same science and tech, but for good versus evil Mm -hmm. and to, you know, get us addicted to leveling up, not just on screen, but in real life. So that when you actually make progress um, in my app and it's your rocket ship and the whole goal is to fire on all cylinders and all five cores and each one of your, cores is a cylinder rocket of your engine. And if you're not firing on all cylinders, if you're off balance, you're going to fly off in the wrong direction. But if you are, you're going to get to the different planets. You're going to meet aliens that give you universal principles and advice. You're going to fly blast through asteroid fields and different galaxies and planets. Um, and, and you're, it's, it, you're just going to be become this ship that you continue to build and strengthen and have armor in, and then you can get different thrusters and you're essentially just, becoming this unstoppable force. And it's all through very slow compounding. As we said, I start you very slowly in just one core, one habit at a time. And, you know, you master that and you start to get it. And then habits, mastering habits is a habit in itself. Like when you start to get better at at habit at one habit, then it's like, okay, this worked for this other habit. And you start to kind of use different tricks in your brain and gamifying the experience. And so to me, that's kind of everything I'm trying to do. And it's super exciting because I'm not seeing anybody else doing what I'm doing in terms of trying to do it in a way that's like, Oh, cool. This is addictive and fun versus, Oh, this feels like homework. Cause there's other, there's other apps out there for habits there. I've tried them all in, in researching mine. They're all boring. And I mean, I was like trying to do them because I wanted to, stick with it to get experience for researching my app. And I couldn't even stick with them because they just, they, they're boring and felt like homework at the end of the day. You're like, okay, did you do this, 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 and this. And at a certain point you're like, okay, I'm just checking things off versus like you, you got to tie into that why and like wanting to do it. And you, you got to have that like addictive, like, Ooh, I want to level up my ship or, you know, Oh, what's, what's the next planet I'm going to get to? What's the next alien I'm going to speak to. And I can only do that if I'm continuing to stick with my habits every single day. That's awesome. <laughs> when is this app coming out? It sounds amazing. I, I mean, look, you, as soon as you spoke about gamification, I think that that's such a huge element of, um, of, of making people continue the process. You know, that, that's, I see that a lot. I mean, I work, I've worked with people for as long as nine years now. And, and I mean, I don't, I don't have an app, but it's, it's about finding new ways and, and rewarding um, the process that they've been on and then, and then highlighting that the path ahead of the new, of the new journey and, and the other destinations that they can go to. So, you know, in kind of real world gamification, I suppose, <laughs> just helping them understand where, where the next 
level and firing on all cylinders. I mean, you really speak in my language, you know, I'm talking about like, hey, you could be, you know, this tiny little car and operate like that just fine. And you'll get to your destination slowly and surely, or you can be this highly fueled, you know, super sexy machine and get and be a V8 and get there super fast. It's which one do you want to be? Which car do you want to sit in? So exactly. That's awesome. Exactly right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's right. I mean, and the goal is to, you know, you don't want to just focus on just one area of you. Like I said, career and finances in particular, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're just a lot, many people tend to focus on that their whole lives Mm. Um, and at the expense of their relationships, their physical health, you know, their, their emotional health, giving back isn't even in the equation because they're focused on just me, 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 more, more, more. Um, but when you get these other things into your life and you're living this more holistic lifestyle, it's amazing how, um, how happy, you know, you you can be when you don't, like I said, when I was in college, I was like, I'll never be happy. It's just not possible. My brain's broken. Now I would not trade my brain for the world. You could not give me a billion dollars to say, will trade your brain for this other one. Like, I love it. And I love how it works. I've just come to you know, through the law of compounding and slowly but surely kind of changing my habits over the years, building this momentum in each of these areas. And now I'm like, yes, I've got it. And I, and I'm learning every day. I don't know everything. Um, I love listening to podcasts and I love having discussions with people as such as yourself and learning things. But that's, again, as I mentioned earlier, that's part of the journey and what makes you happy is the growth part. And if you're not moving, you're dying, whether it's physically, mentally, or what else. Exactly. Exactly. And there, there are, so the mindset being core one is, as you spoke briefly about, is trickles down into the career and finance, which is core two. And it's, if you don't have your mind right about where you want to go and who you want to be, then you, you get, you find yourself stuck in perhaps sometimes other people's values of where you should be with career. Well, oh, well, you know, Mary over there, she's got this really great job. So that's what I need to strive for. And and she's got a really high paying job. So, okay, so I'll be successful when I get that kind of stature. And then people get lost in other people's things, which is which is definitely why mindset is, is important because once you sort of establish what's important to you and where you would be, I don't want to say content, but, or, or even just happy, but, you know, some sort of first, first next level to achieve and, and, and just laying out that path, then you can start to, I don't know, un, unwind, I guess. I'm, I'm getting a little bit lost. Yeah. But you, no, no, yeah, it's it's confusing stuff, trust me. It yeah. took me a long time <laughs> to sort of work my way through it all. So you're, you don't worry about it. Um, you know, right, career and finances. And to be clear, I'm not saying like, don't focus. Sometimes people will get the wrong idea. It's like, I'm not saying don't focus on money at all. Don't worry about it. I'm saying... And it's okay to have goal. Like one person's goal might be a million dollars and another's might be a billion. And that's okay to have that billion, but it's got to be for the right reasons that fit into your core values and why you want that. And, and again, like the goal itself and getting there, that's a big part of the journey and enjoying that ride. And so you just want to make sure you're not just putting everything else aside in order to get there. But if, if that's the goal that you want, okay then, then let's figure out a path to get there and let's have some fun, you know, getting there. And if you want that private jet, great. Okay. You know, um, but don't just do it because you think it's going to bring you happiness because it won't. Yes. Material things, you know, it's people, the people that you take with you on that journey, which then comes into the relationships component. Right. So, you know, Yep. Right. Relationships is your third core, which I, and, and just, yeah. So relationships is, I break it into three different types of relationships, your colleagues, acquaintances, uh, people like you that I may have just met, um, you know, uh, or people I, I work with or, or people I meet, run, meet on the street. Like, you know, these are opportunities to me. Um, you and I, like we, we you know, I've got your information now. I'm going to save it. I have a database of people of where you live. You know, if I'm ever in your area of town, I would look you up. You know, we can keep in touch in the meantime, help each other again, become allies. Like you were in the same field. We have similar mindsets. Like let's help each other grow our each other's businesses. If we can, you know, it's like people just, they, these days, it's like, you just walk through life and you're on your phone and you don't smile at people. You don't ask them questions and you know, you're trying to avoid people. And it's like, 
No. And we need relationships for, for our soul. Like it's, it's, it's part of our DNA. Like we go back into primal ancestral days. Like we needed other relationships to survive. Cause if we were out on our own, we're going to get eaten by the cyber tooth tiger. It was safer in a tribe, you know, um, and, and around people. And so we developed this need to, for human interaction. Um, and then, so the, another, another group is your friends and your family, which is, is super important to be proactive and spending quality time and doing things with again, versus, you know, avoiding and, and, or, or, you know, like going on social media and liking somebody's photo or, or shooting them a text, you know, every six months, that's not going to do it. Like, and I'm not saying you can't be friends with everybody you've ever met, but like you got to at least proactively incorporate spending real human face-to-face time, especially now pandemics ending. ending. We were fortunate to have zoom because that was better than just at least phone calls, but just, you know, having, having that, you know, one-on-one and, and, and actually nurturing relationships with your friends and your family versus just checking off, clicking buttons and whatnot. And, And then your significant other, you know, I've come to realize at this stage, I don't think you have to have a significant other to be happy, but I think if you have one and you're in your hand and you're doing the right things and you've got the right habits with that significant other, and you're going like this together and building and growing, it can be very rewarding and gratifying and can definitely add to your happiness. Um, versus, you know, a lot, most couples it's like, okay, there's the honeymoon phase. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, this, and it's you versus me. And, and, you know, and so with, with your significant other, to me, the whole goal is again, gamifying, like, how do we, how, how do we figure out how to get on the same page? Even though we were born completely different, Mm -hmm. our, our brains work differently. Our upbringings are different. Like we're not going to see the world the same way. How do we figure out how to respect and love each other and, and, and come to agreements that we can move forward with together? Yeah. So, yeah. And then there's all these little habits within, within each of those areas of relationships that I help people with. Absolutely. I mean, communication and connection is the biggest components of all of those things that you spoke about, you know, whether it's your significant other or, you know, your, your, your colleagues, it's communication, connection, and, and that respect for each other to, to honor each other for, for who we are as individuals. And yeah, having a partner that is the compliments you, I mean, it's game changing, isn't it? So you're not constantly butting heads. Well, I want to go over here. Well, no. And then you've got to try to sell that kind of idea to them. And so it's, it's definitely rewarding and, and game changing to have someone on the same page. So then we, we, we tie that into, you know, which is core number four, the, the physical health component, right? Because then we speak about how, how powerful the brain is. So the mindset, the brain, you know, and it, the physical health that comes with that. So how would, how do you describe that? Yeah. So, right. I mean, your mind and body are connected. Um, you know, I, I, at least that's, that's my, my opinion. I think there's pretty strong evidence for that. Although some people might say, you know, disagree, but I mean, you know, yeah, it's like, I mentioned earlier, like you gotta be moving, you gotta be building momentum, hence the Mm -hmm. more momentum in, in whether it's mentally, physically, Uh, If you're not moving, you're not growing, you're dying. And so physically, you know, if you're not continuing, if you're not taking care of your body, if you're not exercising in some way, um, eating the right types of foods, getting enough sleep, um, you know, all these things that kind of relate to just your overall, how you feel physically, because it's very hard to have a good mindset, um, if not impossible, when you feel like crap all day and you feel guilty about how big your tummy's getting and how, and you're feeling lethargic and the less you move, the more lethargic and the more depressed you're going to feel. And so it's just so important to, to figure out things that you enjoy doing. And again, going back to the gamification, reducing friction. Like I always tell people like, don't just go for a run because you think you should, you know, you should run. Don't go to the gym because people say you go to the gym, like figure out what it is that you enjoy Mm. and that you like doing. And how, how can you incorporate that into your physical activity? Like, so for instance, my, my wife is, she's an amazing runner. Mm -hmm. Um, she was like champion runner in her school. She loves running. That's where she goes out in the mornings and she'll, um, she'll kind of get her, 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 her time. I'm watching the kids and she's getting that sort of peace and meditation and her run. I hate running. 
I mean, you could not pay me to do it. And, but I love basketball and I love tennis and I love um, playing golf. And, you know, so for me, that's, that's more, you know, especially golf and tennis, golf and or basketball and tennis is my cardio. And it doesn't even feel like I'm exercising because I'm so into it. And my competitive, I'm super competitive. My competitive juices are flowing. And all of a sudden yeah. it's like, I'll be playing basketball. Two hours goes by. I'm drenched in sweat. I've got an unbelievable workout. And I'm like, mm-hmm. more, let's go, you know, <laughs> versus, oh God, I got to go for a 20 minute run. Oh, gee. You know, yeah. so figure out the things that you naturally enjoy and like and, and mm-hmm. work proactively work those in. You got to schedule them in. You can't just say, I'm going to do it. No, you got to use, you put it in your phone, just like anything else and say, okay, time to work out, whether it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and get it going because that's, that's the only way. And then food wise, same thing, like gamifying, like you can, uh, you know, if you, in your pantry, if you've got cookies and so I used to be just like the cookie monster back <laughs> when I was younger and I could eat 12 cheeseburgers and 50 cookies and get away with murder you know, now, then I started to get a little bit older. I was like, Oh, okay. Again, law of compounding, like can't do that forever. It's starting to catch up with me. Mm-hmm. And, um, I realized like, if I've got those things in front of me, I, willpower and self-control, if you try to like use those to, to do the things you want in life, you're screwed because eventually you're, they're going to run out of gas. And that want that deep want that you have is going to mm-hmm. overpower it. And you're going to, that's why dieting all that stuff it just it's it's bullshit you got to change your actual you mentioned earlier your lifestyle like your actual like habits of of what you're doing on a daily basis and so it's but it's not easy again your your failure habits dug itself in deep like you're used to eating cookies and all of a sudden somebody's like here no eat these nuts instead you can be like no this tastes like crap like why (laughs) but if you don't have the cookies there and all you have is nuts and again gamify it by by tricking your brain into there's enough food out there and we have enough we're so fortunate i mean go back you know even like a hundred years like you know it was like five things in your cabinet if you're lucky right and now it's like you go, you can get anything you want at a click of a button that, t- and there's so many things that's, that do taste good, at mm-hmm. least to you. And again, everybody's different. So find those things that are relatively healthy, that taste good to you, put, put those in your cabinet. And then those are the things you're going to eat. And at first, yeah, maybe they don't quite taste quite as good as a cookie, but here's, what's going to happen by eating it more and more. Not only is it going to start tasting just as good, it's going to start tasting better eventually. Cause you're going to know like, wow, this actually is helping my physical health. And it's helping, I'm not getting fatter. I'm, this is, you know, eating this is, is guilt-free and it's good for me and I'm enjoying the taste. And, you know, then that law of compounding kicks in and boom, it's automatic. Like Mm -hmm. now your, your, your habit of snacking is eating good snacks versus bad snacks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, habit formation is, is all part of the process of reprogramming these things that have been ingrained in us for, you know, God knows how long. And, and cookies, like you said, is, is one thing that you had to, you know, was programmed within you and everyone has, has habits. You know, we go to the, the store and, and they have a habit of always having to buy, you know, bread. And then they like, well, okay, I go to the store. I got to get my bread, got to grab this, got to grab that. You know, and it, and it, I'll go to the store, got to grab my bread, got to, you know, and it's always the same, same sort of thing. And then, you know, they find out, well, actually <clears throat> bread doesn't sit too well with me. So now, now they're going to the store and they're like, I got to go to bread. Oh, no. Okay. What else can I get? And then it's, you know, starting to load up their pantry and their trolleys and their home with, with, uh, without the temptations that were, were once there. And then slowly and surely they become your new habits and routines. So yeah, whatever you want that to be. And the longer it's been there, the harder it, it is to, to take, to take it out. That's right. Habits, ooh, out. They're, they're tricky little devils. They, yeah. They're like these little velociraptors. They're, they're going to dig themselves in deep and they are not going to let go or they're, they're not going to want to let go. And so that's why, you know, to me, this discipline is just so important. And, and I mentioned earlier, we're living in this like Insta generation where you can mm-hmm. click a button. And I, I, I feel bad for the generation that, you know, Gen Zers and, and below, because it's like, you know, they're used to, it's not really their fault, but they've kind of been growing up in this thing where like, you know, you can get your self delivered in an Uber or Lyft by clicking a button, you can get anything you want delivered to you 
with a click of a button within an hour, just about anything, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, you can, you, the, the games and the the apps and the TV, TV you know, how many streaming services, it's like, oh my God, like, of course, yeah. no wonder nobody wants to work hard to get what they want. It's all right there, but it's a trap, which mm -hmm. kind of all ties back to that social dilemma. Like if that's what you end up building all your habits around and that's all you're doing, and you're not actually going out and growing and building something for your own life and your own self and, and creating habits and, and doing the things that will, will make you feel fulfilled and, and, and proud and, you know, inside, then, you know, you're screwed. Yeah. And that also ties into the physical health uh, component. So what you were saying, you know, the mind and body is connected. And I agree hundred percent, you know, I speak about mind to muscle connection, mind to movement, movement to produce energy for the mind it, it, it's it all works uh cyclically however you want to think of it but if you are sedentary for for the whole day not only are you going to feel tired you know mentally drained but because you haven't actually moved you're not pump, pumping blood into your body in in any shape or form that's also a contributor to why you feel so flat and right. so it's like well if you want to like pump yourself full of energy you actually have to move your body and, you know, people often think, oh, because I, I, I have, you know, like, let's do weight training and let's do this. But I'm not all about that. I'm about do the movement that you enjoy, exactly what you said. You know, the best exercise is the form that you enjoy. And I love basketball too. So we're going to have to shoot some hoops when we do meet one day. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, and, and I do, I do that. Like I'll, I'll shoot hoops uh, by myself, you know, if I was like, today, my exercise is going to be shooting hoops and, you know, that's my cardio. I don't like running either. I'm not like a long distance like sprinter, maybe, you know, like I might do sprints on the court or something like that, but just, yeah, it's, it's stuff that you enjoy doing. And if you can do it with friends, that's even better, you know, even just going for a walk around the yeah. block, like you talked right. about instant food, you know, and it's like, well, I will, when we were growing up, if we wanted food, we had to walk. And, you know, and you might call your friend up and be like, hey, I'm going to go like, go get some food. You want to come? And then you'd meet and then you'd walk and you'd, you'd have that conversation and connection on the way to the food and then eat right. the food and then you'd walk back. And so, and you're walking after you eat the food. So then there's another process of helping your digestion. And, and so it's physical health, mental health, like it all just ties in. It's called habit, habit stacking. Um, yeah. Right. You're doing mul multiple habits that are helping you in multiple different ways. And that's the best way you can do it. Right. Figure out ways to, to habit stack. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Love and that. then so core five is emotional health. Right. So emotional health, you know, it's like you're, um, are you constantly stressed out all the time? Are you dwelling on the bad stuff in your, in life and you're not really stopping to smell the roses and enjoy what's in front of you, you know, are, are, do you even know what your passions are other than maybe a few obvious ones? And are you proactively scheduling those into your life so that you're, you are living a life and, and doing the things that fill your soul? You know, are you an, are you creative? Are you an artist? Do you like to draw, you know, again, like it's very easy, especially as you get older, you get married, you have kids, you're trying to, you've got a business or whatever. To, to, to just be like, I don't have time for those things, but you're killing your soul every little, every little time you, you, you know, every day that goes by and you don't do these things. Right. So for me, I love art. I love drawing. Um, I made sure in my businesses, I incorporate a lot. I do a lot of the graphic design and a lot of the art for it. And I love it. You know, it kind of helps check that box for me, but then I'm also, you know, putting it into my career in finances. Sometimes I'll just sketch just for fun. Uh, you know, uh, playing golf, uh, is one of my, I love golf again, basketball, you know, again, it, you know, yeah, that's physical health, but it doesn't have to be, um, they all, they tie together in terms of like, there's the things, you know, stamp collecting, whatever that playing music, whatever it is that you enjoy, like, and you, like when you do it, you feel like time, the best way to, that I ever, I've ever heard of, like, to know if you're super passionate about something is when you're doing it, time just stands still, or maybe mm. the opposite flies by. Yeah. Um, so you don't even like, like hours can go by and you're like, Oh, wow. Didn't even know, you know, cause you're so into what you're doing. Um, so those are the things you need to, and I always tell part of my, my app is actually going to have, it's going to have a little cockpit, uh, where you have the different aspects of your life to fill out and make lists of so that you remember. And your passions is, is one of those, as well as your strengths and your weaknesses. So these are the things that I know. And then it's like, okay, it's right there in black and white. Mm -hmm. How many of these are you incorporating into your life? Right. 
Yeah. And then, um, you know, and then just figuring out how to dwell, uh, not dwell, not spent, not stress out all the time, but instead like kind of ties into the mindset. Like we talked about earlier of like, Mm -hmm. if bad things are going to happen, I'm going to fail. But if I just spend all my time, you know, worrying about something that hasn't happened yet or dwelling on something that just happened, like I'm going to be miserable. And you know, that's, that's going to consume my life. But what good does that do when you're focusing on that? Like, what good does it do? It does zero good. Mm-hmm. Yet we all do it, right? We all have this primal instinct to, to want to overanalyze and be like, oh, why did, why did that happen? So take the lesson, you know, get into the habit again of saying, oh man, okay, that, that was a failure. That sucked. That hurt. What, what did I learn from it? How can I grow and become that bigger, better, faster, stronger, smarter version of myself so that it doesn't happen again? And, you know, and take the lesson and have that mandatory failure because failures are mandatory. They're not only necessary, like they're mandatory. Like mm-hmm. anybody that's ever succeeded will tell you, you cannot do it without failure. Mm-hmm. Um, and you cannot do it without, you know, you're going to be afraid of things. Like nobody that's been successful and has made it like even actors and stuff, they'll all say, Oh my God, I was terrified when mm-hmm. I, when I first got up, but they just kind of force themselves fake it till you yeah. make it. I love that saying. You know, it's like, you're not really feeling it yet. Just, just keep doing it because then all of a sudden your body force yourself to do it. You're again, it's a habit thing. Your body will start going, okay, this feels right. This, mm-hmm. this feels more natural. Yeah. And familiar. And then the giving back side is the last part of that. Like if you're not incorporating that into your life somehow, you're not going to fully feel fulfilled, feel fulfilled. Um, you've got to have some aspect of like, okay, what is the legacy I'm leaving? Is this world going to be better or worse for having me in it? Right. Is it going to give me the finger when I die and go, damn, thank God you're gone. Cause you sucked. <laughs> you just tried to suck the soul out of every, you know, versus, you know, people going, wow, that guy or that gal, you know, they, they really, you know, you could tell they cared about the planet, human humans, mankind, and wanted to just give back, and do things to help others. And it came back their way a hundredfold because that's how it works. That's another cool yeah. universal principle. Like when you help and when you give, not only does it fill your soul and it's an amazing feeling, but then it ends up coming back to you. Um, I've seen that proven over and over again. Yet our, again, our primal lower self uh, fixed victim brains go uh, want to be selfish and greedy and just me, me, me. But you got to go against that and you got to trick your brain and fake it till you make it. And then all of a sudden, you know, you'll get addicted to wanting to help people and to do good things and hopefully incorporate it into whatever it is you're doing for a living, just like you and me are. Yeah, absolutely. And those, those two emotional health and giving back, I mean, they, they very much are, are one, aren't they? And it, it takes the shape and form of, of many different, um, varieties of, of ways of achieving that, you know, some people like to meditate, you know, because, as soon as you say emotional thing, oh, I've got to meditate. Well, no, not exactly. You know, some people like to dive into a book. You talked about how doing an activity, you know, time stops or so it appears to, but then you look at the time, you're like, oh, it's been like two hours and <laughs> I've been reading for two hours, but that's, right. but that's meditative. You know, you've kind of taken yourself into another realm of your mind and, and journey, whatever you're reading. And then, right. or it could be even just running yourself along bath. You know, some people love to just, chill in the bath for a long time and right. with or without a book, sometimes they can just be there and, and, and enjoy that. It's whatever, right. whatever that looks like for you. You're nurturing your soul. Like, right. Yeah. You're feeding your, a beef your, your, body, your brain's it, craving it. Yeah. You're bringing the elements of the nature and things within you. And like you said, like golfing is being outside and things like that as well. I'm sure is a big proponent yep. of that too. It is. And, and, and giving back, you know, it's like a lot of people say to me, like, oh, how, how do you have time to, do a podcast and do all these interviews and you're always, you know, giving your time, like, Oh, I hope you're being, you know, compensated. And it's like, actually no, but not monetarily. It's just, like you said, it fills my cup, my soul in a different way. Like it pays me on a whole other level that Mm. makes it worthwhile to give my time to, because time is our greatest asset after all. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. And, and right. It's like, you know, beyond, you know, and it's actually going back to that, just since you mentioned it, um, Mm -hmm. you know, the financial aspect, it's been proven that like after a certain amount of money, like if you have your basic needs met, right. Again, going back to our primal cells, like 
we want to know that we have a, ho- a house over our heads. We have, you know, food on our plates and, you know, but, you know, and then, you know, it's okay to want to have a, a nicer house and, and to have a, a nice car you drive. Like, okay, you know, nobody's going to fault you for that. Um, but again, but if you start to get too into that material stuff and, and it's actually been proven that like, there's a certain amount of income, like they've done like studies. I don't know if you've ever heard this, but like after this amount of income, like there's actually no incremental happiness and that below that, yes, it it actually does make a difference to like, because again, your basic needs aren't met until you reach a certain level. And then once you read the stat though, there's people aren't incrementally happier, even though you would think, well, what do you mean? They're making, this person's making, $10 $10 million a year. This person's making a hundred thousand dollars a year. How is this person not happier? It's like, they're not, mm. it has nothing to do with that yet. That's what like society has. I mean, I'm in the U S you're in Australia. So I know I can't speak for where you are, but uh, here in particular, I mean, that's what our culture revolves around money, power, power, and fame. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think we, I don't want to say blame but you know social media probably does a lot to contribute to that you know it's like when we were growing up we didn't know what the other cool kids were wearing or driving or doing on the other side of the world and now you know people compare you can't, you can't help but be like oh okay I, to be successful or to be happy I need to you know wearing be wearing all these expensive brands and even though you can't afford to it's but yeah having your basic uh, needs met it's absolutely number one right roof over your head it's the the social table. Dilemma, like we were talking about with that yeah right so my father used to always say like number one health health is wealth and that's the number one that was always what he, he'd said to us so i can see why speaking now to you like that you're you're students you know people that you've mentored have said you are the absolute goal getter I, I i can see that now and i can also see why i was recommended that we connect because <laughs> this has been fantastic so i hope everyone else is getting as much gems out of this um as out of this conversation so a question that i ask everyone that's on the show is what does summoning your superhuman mean to you mm. well i think that you know, it would be, it ties into the firing on all cylinders. You know, to me, you're, we all have amazing capabilities and, you know, I went from hovering above rock bottom in college to, um, to suicidal, to, you know, up here in the bright, bold, beautiful sky, continuing to, 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 to gain momentum and hit new planets and galaxies. Um, you know, and, and to get to that stage, it means, you know, figuring out, okay, understanding where you stand in each of your core areas and what are the failure habits you want to stop? What are the ones you want to replace? And then just taking action and getting to it. And then just continuing to, to build momentum where being that, that goal being you're firing on all cylinders. Like you're, you're, you're paying attention to each of these areas. You're living that holistic lifestyle and you're essentially living a a superhuman life. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you, Will. I think that that is really, you even touched upon a point there that it's like spring cleaning within, you know, figuring out what doesn't serve you or need to be there anymore. Spring clean it out, replenish it with something new and more helpful. um, That's going to supercharge your vehicle. And, you know, and that's the beauty of having a a powerful car. And this is the rev head in me, but like, if you've got the power, doesn't mean that you have to use it. Right. It's, it's, it's there. And, and that's a bit of what you're, what you're, uh, for me, that's the visual that I get, you know, with the rocket ship and everything. It's like, you know, you, you, you've got the, the power there, but you only need to summon it when you need to. But if you right. equip it right, if you need to, to step on the gas and, and crank it up and fire into space, then it's, it's there and it's available for you. So I, I think that that really summarizes your core values and everything that you've you've spoken about today and shared with us. I I just want to thank you so much for sharing all of that valuable information and connecting with you has been really worthwhile. Um, I will definitely put all your information in the show notes for everyone to connect with Will. He's, uh, you know, he's on all the socials, but I'll put it below to find him. And I look forward to this app. Uh, when it yeah, comes you can out. go on my website. It's yeah. more momentum, M-O-O-R-E, momentum.com. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I'm redoing it, my website, but for now you just go to the gamification section and then there's a little app button, click on that and yep. you can sign up so that when the app is ready, you'll be notified. Oh, done. All right. I'm signing up. <laughs> Sounds like fun. <laughs> Thank you so much, Will. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has been an absolute pleasure. I appreciate you having me on. This has been awesome. How you feeling, superhuman? Inspired, I hope. I mean, honestly, time flies when you're having fun and you know I could talk optimization and habits and all these things that we've talked about today all day. (laughs) But what's cool about this interview is when you just connect on so many levels with someone that you have similar values and philosophies with as Will and I did. I think if you've been on the move... Honestly, I think that this episode is well worth re-listening to and taking notes. Often we find we're pushing ourselves hard in one direction and neglecting others. But I hope that this has helped you to recognize that equal focus on all parts makes you whole. I'm so pumped to deliver some workshops in the upcoming weeks to push potential and squeeze the best out of you for the rest of 2021. And on that note, it's time, superhuman, to summon your mind, body, and soul muscles and stay amazing.